Hi, Jonathan Bailey Strong speaking, and this is my show. Before we start, just a little note that we happen to be looking for guests right now. So if you're an established consultant who's doing over six figures in business annually, you'd be a great fit. You can book an appearance over at leadersofconsulting.com forward slash guest. So welcome back to Leaders of Consulting. I'm here today with Jason Van Orden. Jason helps thought leaders reach larger audiences with their ideas, helps people create new income streams from their experiences and their expertise, and also build business models that align with their values and goals. I've gotten to know Jason initially through hearing his podcast back in the days, which we'll hear more about. But also I took a course of his, a course on how to build a course. So a little bit meta there. And something I really loved about the way uh, Jason taught the the content was I'm, I'm someone who loves all his tools and gadgets, but what I really loved about the way Jason did it is he, is he made it really, really simple and accessible for everyone using things we all know, like Google Docs and, and Zoom and so forth. And so I really love his kind of lean uh, process and approach uh, to putting out uh, you know new offers. So with that said, Jason, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you on. And so as we were chatting earlier, uh, you talked about um, something I've heard you mention before, creating your own signature method, which sounds quite catchy and sexy, but can you explain exactly what you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. Incidentally, I was just I was just teaching my uh, my students this week about this, so this is very fresh fresh on my mind right now. So, the signature method is very simply uh, when you're putting an offer together, whether it's an online course or coaching or consulting offer, you've got your intended client or customer that you want to reach, and hopefully, you've got a very specific understanding and, and definition of who that person is. You know the outcomes that they want to reach and that you are able with your particular skills and genius to help them achieve where they're at, where they want to get, and there's a gap in between. And your signature process is your approach, your specific methodology for getting them that intended customer from where they're at to that outcome of your your course or your offer, your consulting package, whatever it might be. And it's made up of your it's made up of you know milestones that you're guiding them through but it's you know this is your your unique approach it's made up of your with your perspectives and the stories that you tell and your experience and you know you've you've probably found different tools that were that you feel like work the best for helping them reach that uh, particular outcome and putting them together in such a way that now it's a standardized process that you know you might tweak it a little bit with different clients, but that you know, pretty much this is the process that you go through um, and use over and over in order to produce consistent results for that intended customer and client. And the reason why it's so important to have this signature process, and th- this is even something you can brand, like you can give it a name, like uh, you know if you think of like uh, Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a framework that was brought up for helping people be more productive and, and effective as as an outcome, right? And so by creating a signature. Process, process that's one thing is that it's 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 yours it's a thing that's branded you can give it a name you can say look i this is my approach so for instance i've got a, a signature process i call the lean launch method mm-hmm. which is like you said that very accessible quick way of getting a course to the market without the tech headaches and everything. That's my, and, you know, I looked at all the issues and problems that I saw a lot of people, of course, would-be course creators want, you know, who, who wanted to create a course and the things that got them derailed. And I came up with my own approach for moving those things aside, the, the, the things aside. And so the signature process allows me to have a consistent way that's, you know, branded to me for helping them reach 
that particular outcome. And I'm the only one that has that approach. And so when you talk about packaging this all together, are there any neat frameworks or ways of thinking about it? Three, five steps or like what can you give us some examples of ways that you've seen signature processes or methods packaged up quite nicely? Yeah. So the way I think the way I help my my clients and students, you know, get their knowledge out of their brain and into a standard process, as I say, uh, or a, a signature process is that I you know, I say, okay, you've got that outcome in mind. Now split it up into meaningful milestones, meaningful and actionable milestones that they can measure their progress along the way. So it's just thinking about, you know, what are those? And it might be four, it could be two. Sometimes it's just one, if it's a very like precise and specific outcome that you're you're helping people with. But let's just say that you are, um, you know, a coach that helps people with uh, reducing stress. So like the outcome that they want is more well-being, less stress in my life. The first milestone might be, well, I'm going to help you to become more aware of the times that you are stressed in your life. Now I'm going to help you distinguish between what good, you know, good stress versus bad stress, because there's there's both types. Okay, now we're going to look into mindfulness techniques for, you know, teach a couple mindfulness techniques. So that would be the next milestone. Okay, now we're going to use a couple cognitive behavioral therapy like techniques for reducing stress. So, you know, th- those would be like some of the, the different milestones that you take somebody through or for my own uh, signature process with courses, it's we got to define who the intended customer is. Now we're going to do some customer research. Now we're going to define what the outcomes are that they want based on that research. Now we're going to create our signature process. And then the next milestone is we're going to get the messaging building blocks and then we're going to create the the launch, um, the you know the, the, prom- the promotional campaign and then put that out into the marketplace. So those are the milestones that lead up. Now, each of those milestones is then made up of what are the the what's the knowledge that they need to have? What are the tools that they need to have? What are the uh, you know the things that they need to organize or whatever just to reach that milestone? And it helps you keep things very focused on on action because it's very easy to bring in too much information and overwhelm people in an online course, for instance, right? So if you think of it in terms of milestones, it helps you keep it based on action. It helps you keep it um, so that they can measure their progress and stay motivated through it because they're seeing, you know, these, these, these moments where it's like, okay, I'm seeing these meaningful moments of progress that are tied to that ultimate outcome that I want, um, that I want to reach. Now, in the end, you know, you might have a nice uh, diagram. And in fact, it's great if you can of like, yeah, here are my four more, my four steps, or here's the triad of whatever, or here's the pyramid that makes up, you know, that describes that particular standard process or signature process. Um, but that's, that's just at a high level, how I encourage people to start thinking about it, split it into milestones. And then for each milestone, you're basically thinking about, well, what are just the, you know, just the things that are necessary in order to reach that particular milestone. Yeah, I like that. And giving, like you say, giving the sense of course participants uh, uh, a feeling of progress, you know, feeling of like, okay, you've achieved this milestone and, and I know what's coming next. I'm guessing as well, it's promise also that you're making to people joining the course. These are the outcomes. These are the th- milestones along the way. And so that kind of instills confidence in people at the end of the day, when they go through the course, they go, okay, yes, you know, we, we hit those milestones. Instead of it being a mix and a jumble of lots of different things that you've figured out that work, you know, to actually give it a sense of structure um, as well to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does end up structuring a curriculum if you're making a course. It ends up structuring deliverables as a, as a consultant. So it can actually make your your proposals look well thought out and they can see, you know, they can, again, they can see the progress. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. We're going to have this and then this deliverable and then this and then this. And you're going to guide me through that process. 
And so I found that when I really defined my signature process, and then within that started making tools and frameworks. So for instance, in that, let's define your intended customer, which is the, the, the first milestone in my lean launch method process. I've got worksheets that help some really, really get clear and think through, okay, this is my ideal person that I'm trying to reach on a demographic level, on a psychographic level. And, uh, and so now as I use that either in, in my courses or in my consulting, you know, it just makes it, like you said, it makes it earlier, uh, more accessible for people to be able to take that, take that action and get that um, result. So it's streamlining your process, making it more efficient at the same time too. Um, so, you know, it's, it's brandable. It makes your stuff more, more, um, uh, efficient. It, it also, you know, it makes it easier to sell what you're doing and then it modularizes, modularizes what you're doing too, because then like I've taken specific, you can take one milestone and turn that into a workshop, or I could take one milestone and, um, you know, write a, a white paper on that, or I could like do an overview of the process and, and create a book on that or, right. So then it makes it a lot easier for me to make different offers, or package that offer in different ways. Like somebody can go through my signature process as a group coaching type course, then go through it one-on-one -on -one consulting with me. Um, if I, I haven't done this yet, but if I wanted to, I could also sell that as a, just a digital package, do it on your own and, and go ahead and, and get the results um, you know, without hiring me as a part of that process as well. So it helps you modularize in that way too. So there's all these advantages that come out of really thinking through what is your signature process? Um, one last thing I want to say on that is that mm -hmm. a lot of people say, well, signature process, you know, what if I'm just doing, I mean, I'm probably, you're probably doing similar things to what other professionals like you might be doing out there, right? Like uh, when it comes to reducing stress, you know, there's good research on, on what are the things. And so different coaches who help reduce stress in your life are probably doing somewhat similar things, but this is your way of putting those things together, right? With the, like the stories that you tell and your perspective and the tools that you create and the order that you put them in. And so in the end, even though it might be made up of some building blocks that are similar to other professionals, this is your thing that you've created. And just like writing a book shows, hey, you put some thought into mm. what you do and clearly you're an expert in it, doing a signature process also shows your potential clients and the market as well that you've put in some thought and you yeah. created your thing and you've got a, you know something they can count on. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely something that I, I picked up. Um, I think we just sort of just make this assumption when we think of, okay, we're going to do a course of our own that all has to be completely original content. Whereas in fact, just like you say, you can, you, you really, you, you don't have to start completely from scratch. You oftentimes there are frameworks that already work and as long as you give credit where it's due and you you basically take the best learnings from those different frameworks or methodologies uh, that you're using, you'll always have kind of like your own unique spin on it. So that was something. Yeah, that, yeah definitely. Picked Absolutely. Up. Yeah. I mean, part of my lean launch method is a process called customer discovery, which is used by lots of startups mm. out there. And it's founded in design thinking, which you'll see, you know, taught at Stanford and, and, you know, there's certain steps to that, but I took that and I applied it specifically to coaches and consultants who want to make some kind of one-to-many offer or course. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if you're a startup making an app, that's going to be you know a, a different approach to applying that philosophy than if you're a coach who wants to use customer discovery to decide what your offer is going to be. Right. So it's, and I definitely refer to and quote, uh, you know, some of the originators and thinkers of design thinking and customer discovery. But in the end, like I've got my tools and my templates 
that I give to my clients and students to help them go out there and do these interviews that are part of customer discovery. So that's just an example of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of remixing different ingredients like a chef in a way. Yeah. yeah. And applying it to, you know, who the people are that you serve best. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So obviously, you know, you, you've, you're not new to this. If you've been in the online teaching space for quite some time, I'd love for you to just tell us more about your origin story. I know that I used to listen to um, your podcast, Internet Business Mastery, uh, mm -hmm. back in the day. And am I correct in saying it was one of the influences on, you know, some of the podcasting godfathers, you know, people like Pat Flynn and things like that? I'm sure I've heard him mention your show like a couple of times. Can you tell us about yeah. how you started off in this space and, and what led you to starting that show? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I got started in in the in selling courses online, or really just turning your knowledge into courses. in um, In two thousand four, I was a consultant, a marketing consultant for real estate investors. I was dabbling in real estate investing myself, but I actually found myself doing a lot of consulting for those investors, teaching them direct marketing to find deals, to find buyers and sellers, and put their deals together. Right. Hmm. And then somewhere in a, one of the books I was reading, right, I can't remember. Someone mentioned this idea of like, well, why don't you, instead of doing the one on one consulting, why don't you like hold a workshop where you can teach a whole bunch of people at one, like a mind dump A to Z on, on this marketing stuff. So I thought, okay, cool. I'll do that. And I managed to pull together a mailing list. It's actually a physical mailing list of about 83 people and filled a room of 25 people for a one-day workshop, made $8,000. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. I, I love teaching. I got paid $8,000 in one day for just teaching stuff that I really enjoy. This is what I want to do now. So that was kind of the genesis of just the idea of creating courses from your uh, your knowledge. Now, I needed to sell that to a wider market than just my local area. So I went online to start selling it in 2004. And you know, there's no social media, no YouTube, none of that stuff yet. I was pretty much posting on forums, trying to be helpful in hopes that people would like click on my byline link and end up buying my, my course that I'd send off to them. And in my efforts of trying to find, well, how can I sell more of this course online? The word podcasting showed up one day in a newsletter early in 2005. And I went to Google and I searched for podcasting in an effort to figure out what this was that this newsletter was talking about. And Google tried to correct me. It said, did you mean fly casting? Um, which is fishing. You know, yeah. Google didn't even know what podcasting was yet at that point. Um, and I found a number of blogs just really, you know, geeky blogs talking about RSS yeah. enclosures and MP3s and stuff that, you know, most people wouldn't underst easily understand. But uh, as a former audio engineer, I knew the audio as a, I understood the coding part as a former coder, as a marketer, I saw the potential of it in business and things like that. So it's like, this is awesome. And so I dove into podcasting and, and part of my efforts there was that I launched a show with a friend that was just for fun. It was the, the first show about internet marketing and internet business, um, the first podcast. And uh, maybe a combination of timing and I don't know, some, something we hit in the marketplace, it just started growing a, a healthy audience. And so I started, uh, you know, my, my, my friend was playing, making money online on eBay. I was selling my, my course and dabbling in other things on the internet. We were just talking about, here's what we're doing. We're just two dudes trying to uh, make it our, our way as entrepreneurs. Well, then before we knew it, people were saying, great. Can you coach? Do you have courses? Can you can you teach? Like your podcast is great. Can you actually like teach us a thing, right? And so we started doing coaching groups and uh, eventually launched a, a membership site in 2008 that overnight turned into this uh, you know six figure a year income stream itself. And so we went all, all in on that company and it became a, a an educational company for emerging entrepreneurs. 
did that all the way up until about 2015. And so I'd been doing that podcast for 10 years at the time and just needed to change it up. And so I kind of thought about, well, what did I really enjoy? I, I still like digital marketing and selling of knowledge online and helping people's ideas get out there. And, and so I started working with established coaches. Instead of emerging entrepreneurs, I shifted to working with established experts. So that's where I ended up working with a lot of coaches and consultants on how to use these methodologies of digital marketing and, and online courses to grow their own business. So I dove into doing some one-on-one consulting after being uh, essentially in a business that was like 100%, almost 100% digital. It was very much a lifestyle business. People could buy our courses at any time of the night when I was sleeping and go through it on their own. And But uh, I really wanted to get back into people's businesses and working with them directly to see where I could create the greatest value. And, uh, and that led to just figuring out it's like a lot of people now want to be able to translate their stuff into online courses. So I really started focusing on that. I said, okay, I'm going to create the absolute best framework, the absolute best signature process for developing and launching an online course. And that's where I came up with the lean launch method, um, you know, to remove the tech headaches that were holding people back and derailing them and keep people from spending months and months recording videos and audios just to find out they missed the mark or, you know, feeling overwhelmed by the process. You know, there's just too many people with good ideas out there that need to reach the people and the problems that they can help best. And online courses are a great way to do that. And so then over the last few years, I've developed this, my own signature process and frameworks. And now I teach it, like you said, through my workshop, launch your course workshop. I do it as a one-on-one consultant with clients as well. And uh, just really think there's, I mean, there's huge growth in the online uh, course space. And it's, uh, it's just, it's fascinating stuff to see the, the, the possibilities and opportunities there. Yeah. And one thing we were were talking about as well is the transition from one-to-one to to group coaching. You've spoken a lot about how you've sort of tried to lean more into, you know, what your values and what's important to you and aligning your, you know, your, your whole kind of business approach to that. Can you describe how group coaching fits with that as well in terms of creating more leverage, impact and, and so forth? Yeah, I mean, I, so I really enjoy doing the the one on consulting at one on one consulting. I still do some of that, but you know, as with many anybody who sells services one to one, you've got a limited amount of your own time and energy that you can um, that you can sell, and so you might find yourself maxed out on how many clients you can take. So now your only choices for growing your income are either work more or try to raise your prices, which you might be able to do, and that's great. But at some point, a lot of one to one professionals. Uh, coaches and consultants decide, okay, I need a more scalable business model, right? And so that's where things like group coaching courses and um, and online digital courses, or, you know, there's all kinds of different permutations of, but where it's a one-to-many model, allow you to help more people make more money. It's kind of like a if you have an Uber, right? And, and if Uber's just carrying one passenger, he's just making money for that one passenger in the car. But then you've got an Uber share, right? Where there might be three passengers. And now that car is generating money from three different passengers. And they all might be paying a little bit less each, but overall that driver is now making more for that time driving the, the, those people, right? And so by translating your knowledge into that one-to-many type format, it now opens you up to a more scalable business model where you can reach more people, you can help more people, um, you know, maybe people who can't afford or aren't ready for your one-to-one services can have a way to still benefit and you have still have a way to help them and, and have a value exchange there and make money. So uh, it, it's a really, it's a really powerful way when you've got a business based on your knowledge of, of being able to scale that beyond your one-to-one coaching or consulting services. Yeah. Uh, another thing you mentioned that I thought was, was an interesting concept is that actually, that group coaching that you do can also impact 
your one-to-one activity as mm. well in a in a really beneficial way. Can you describe how you, how you've experienced that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so I, I mentioned how I started doing uh, one-on-one consulting when I moved away from my my business, and and what I started doing is for every problem that I solved for a client, I tried to come up with like a framework or kind of a mini signature process for that or a tool um, to really formalize my ideas around that. And once I started having a collection of those, I felt ready to like, okay, I've kind of figured out more or less my process of helping somebody solve this problem of online course. I'm going to translate this now into a group um, course. And the interesting thing is when I launched it as a beta the, the first time, because I'm, I'm a big proponent of launching new courses as, as beta or pilot uh, courses, um, it really forced me to, to formalize and codify even more my, my way of doing things. Because even when you're working one-on-one with people, you have that that latitude to be a little more nuanced or, you know, we can get sucked in very easily to like kind of customizing the solution to each different client. And that's why they pay us more money is for that customization. But now when you want to go one to many, you got to standardize it more. And it really forces you to think about, okay, what, what is, what are the steps and processes that are going to help the greatest number of people go from point A to point B? So going through that process, once of teaching it to a group of people where I didn't have as much latitude and being customized, forced me to formalize those tools even more and simplify the process more. And so then those tools, I started using them with my um, my clients and customers. And then the next time that I started teaching this course, I actually started doing it with digital video, what's called a flipped classroom, where when we're on the call as a group, we're actually masterminding together, ads, answering questions. I'm giving them feedback. We're workshopping each other's ideas as a group. And then they go and through the training on their own time. Like there might be a module in a week, they watch a couple of videos, they take action, and then they bring their work back to the group again. And so now that I had those videos formalized, I started using those with clients where I could spend my time on the phone with clients, really strategizing and going deep. And then I didn't find myself always repeating the same things. Like if mm-hmm. I was saying, hey, we need to do some customer research, some customer discovery, we would you know, talk a little bit about why that's important and how we were going to use that information. But then I could send them, hey, I've got two templates and a couple of videos for you to watch. They're going to help you put this into, into action. So then my one-to-one got a lot more efficient and I was able to go even more in depth with my, my clients there. And so they just kept my, my you know, cohort-based group coaching program and my one-to-one services just kept feeding each other in that, uh, in that way and standardizing more and more what it is that I, that I do. Um, so, you know, now I'm able to have the more consistent results with on, on both sides of, of my business model there and, uh, you know, produce even better results at, at the price um, and, and with less of my time invested as well to get those same results because of standardizing all those things over time. Yeah. It sounds like a really nice flywheel there and both kind of feed into each other quite well. So if someone wants to find out more, say if they're a coach or consultant that's looking to create an online course, do you have any good places that people can go to to find out more about how they might do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, I've mentioned this lean launch method uh, Mm. process that I've refined over the last several years. So um, I've put together a case study of how I helped a client use this lean launch method when COVID hit and, you know, quarantine started hitting and uh, she lost a lot of income sources because 
yeah. nothing in person was happening anymore, right? So very quickly, we had to figure out how to replace her income. And so uh, this case study is how I helped her launch a new course in a matter of three weeks without a whole bunch of tech headaches, without even having to uh, record a bunch of videos and audios. It's like, how can we get something to market quickly, test it, make some money with it, get some feedback on it. And now it's turned into you know ongoing income streams. In fact, she has multiple courses and making even more money than she did before COVID hit. Um, so this case study walks through that and gives you an idea of the elements of the lean launch method and, and how it works. And uh, actually, I, I have a good uh, URL here that I can share for if anybody wants to to get their hands on this. Um, I just found what I just found that URL I was looking for before we hopped on to record. It's um, leanlaunchmethod.download. Leanlaunchmethod.download. So you just type that in as the URL. That'll take you over to a page where you can enter your email, and I'll shoot over that uh, case study to you. And uh, it's a very easy read. It's story style, but you'll pull a lot of, of uh, you know, great actionable ideas out of it at the at the same time. So I'd love to, if anybody's fascinated by what we're talking about, um, you know, whether to see kind of a, a glimpse of what my signature process um, is like, or to even get some ideas about how they could do their own online course and get started with it, it's it's a, a great resource to start with. So leanlaunchmethod.download. Yeah. Uh, and I can say from personal experience, um, you know, having kind of dabbled in the online course world, I think, you know, your material is probably some of the most accessible uh, and easiest to follow that I've seen, but also delves into what I would consider blind spots, but things that are really important, especially around like sort of your emphasis, I find on messaging, customer research, you know, massively important and often quite underrated as well. Yeah, well, I appreciate that feedback. Thanks, thanks, Jonathan. I put a lot of work into it, and uh, you know, I, I, I like taking complex things and making them as simple as possible for people so they can put them into action. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Jason, for for this chat. It's been really great. Yeah, sure. All right. Cheers. Have you ever wondered what it takes to launch a podcast for your own consultancy? If so, you'll definitely want to tune into our sister show podcasting for consultants, which shares our whole playbook on exactly how to launch revenue generating podcast. In order to tune in, all you have to do is search for podcasting for consultants on your favorite podcast player. Alternatively, you can also find it on our website at podcastingforconsultants.net.